Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is Russ, and today I am here with the amazing, the brilliant Adrian Richardson, who is our director of lead gen at Clients on Demand. And since we know that generating leads is one of the biggest challenges that you guys have, today we thought we would do a show about one of the most common strategies that people get taught, which is content marketing. And it seems to me that everyone on the planet is pushing content marketing as the big strategy that you should be following if you want to grow your business and if you want to get clients. And so today, we're going to take that apart and just see, okay, first of all, is that true? Is it not true? And what we really wanted to do is break down sort of the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to content marketing. Hey, guys. So what's up, you guys? So, all right. Before we talk about some reasons why people probably shouldn't be doing content marketing, even though everyone's teaching it, <laughs> we should probably talk about what's good about it. Yeah. Because technically we're doing content marketing right now. I mean, we're putting out a podcast, we're putting out a Facebook Live. So there must be some reason when doing content marketing is a, is, is a good thing. So, so when is that? Well, content marketing is really good for establishing yourself as an authority, right? Like if you're some guy, you start a coaching program, you take your expertise that you have, the experience you have in life, and you decide to become a coach or a consultant or something, and nobody knows who you are, content marketing you know, what's nice about it is it allows you to get, you know, in the past, long time ago, before Facebook and things like that existed, you had to like convince the local newspaper to write a story about you or the local TV station to interview you, you know, so that you could get yeah. your name out there and get known. And what's great about, you know, the, the platforms we have today is that you no longer need permission from the local media, you know, and, and try to convince them to feature you. So now you have at your fingertips you know, live video, mm -hmm. social media, you know, blogs, things like that, where you can establish yourself as an authority pretty quickly without having to like get through the gatekeepers at the local newspaper. You know, so that's one great thing about content marketing is, is the ability to establish yourself as an authority pretty quickly. Yeah. And so if you can do that and you can do that consistently and you can create compelling content, then you may have, you know, you may have something that's worth doing if, and we're going to say if, that content marketing is leading into a sales. Yeah, it has to be something that leads into a sales funnel. So if you have, if you're getting featured in newspapers or magazines, or you're showing up on Facebook Live or writing a blog, and it doesn't lead into any kind of way to convert those people into sales, then it's a complete waste of time. Can you hear and me, Adrian? Be live I crash? can hear you now. Yep, there you we were go. out for a couple of seconds. Oh, and now we lost him. <laughs> so what Russ was going to say is like when you're doing content marketing, the bad thing about it is it doesn't always lead directly to sales. Hi, welcome back. Thank you very much. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so people will do content marketing, but they'll do content for content's sake. And so yes. this is a huge, huge, huge trap because you can feel like you're building your authority. You can feel like you're building your audience. Maybe a couple people here and there are seeing what you're doing. Maybe you're getting some likes. Maybe you're getting some shares. Maybe. Oh man, it's a bad day for the internet. Man, I don't know why <laughs> it's me out. I guess it doesn't like what I'm saying. 
I know, right? We're bashing content is, marketing. Yeah, be live. Be live is a content platform, so it's kicking me off. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get rid of this guy. Um, <laughs> not letting me say what I want to say. So anyway, the point is, guys, is that you have to understand a distinction between something that feels good and something that actually is putting money in your in your pocket and enabling you to grow your business the way that you want to. Right. So for most people. Content marketing sucks because it takes a lot of time and it's a grind and it's very, very tough to fight for an audience and very tough to fight for eyeballs and very tough to get attention in the first place. But even when you're doing that successfully, if your content strategy isn't leading into a sales process that works, it's not going to get you more clients and it's not going to make you money. And so what happens is you just end up living for the light. You end mm. up living for someone, living for the retweet, living for, you know, oh, well, 25 people liked my Facebook post, but it's okay, well, great. Did any of those people actually sign up to work with you to, to, to give you money to begin a business relationship? And most of the time, the answer is no. And so content marketing for most people becomes this huge, huge, huge trap where it either it either becomes, you know, uh, uh, something that they just can't get off the ground in the first place. And it takes a ton of, you know, work and momentum to get going. Or even if they do get it off the ground, it's not connected to a sales process that can actually put money in your pocket. And so you end up just getting addicted to the ego and to the validation of it. Meanwhile, you know, you're, you're, you're just working your butt off. So we wanted to do sort of the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? So the good when it comes to content marketing is that, yes, it can establish your authority. Yes, it can help you connect with an audience. Yes, it can, it, can, it can showcase your solution to their problems. But if it's not connected to a sales process that works, you're just going to be wasting everyone's time. And that seems to be what people don't get because everyone's afraid to put a sales process in place. Everyone's afraid to ask for the sale. Everyone's afraid to make an offer. And so you can kind of hide in this, in this, this endless grind of just cranking out more and more and more and more content. Um, but if you're not making people an offer, you're not giving people a chance to work with you to really solve their problem. Yeah, I, that's a really good point that you bring up because most people think that, oh, I'm creating this content and it's allowing me to build a relationship with people. It's mm -hmm. I'm building up the know, like, and trust factor, right? Like that's a really common buzz phrase right. that people say, the know, like, and trust factors. So they're getting to know me and, and see if they like me and they can trust me. And if I do enough of this long enough, eventually they will just buy from me. And it allows them to hide and not feel salesy. Like, oh, I'm not making a pitch to them. I'm not being pushy or salesy. I'm just you know, showering them with content and it makes me look good and makes them like me and trust me. And it, it's, it's, it's a lie that we tell ourselves that like makes us feel like we're being productive. We're doing goodwill and, mm -hmm. you know, we're showing people how much we know. So it also, like you said, it feeds our own ego, but you know, we did a, a show a while back on vanity metrics, you know, and you were saying like, they're just living for the next like or living for the next retweet. So if you guys haven't watched that show, go back and watch the one about vanity metrics. Um, but that's really what content marketing is doing is it's building up your vanity metrics and just making you feel productive and making you feel like you're doing something good. And, and it's not really ever taking people to the point where they can work with you and get their problem solved. That's right. That's exactly right. So if that's good, can you hear me? Away? I can hear you a little bit. You're going um, in. Keep cutting out. Okay. If the good, then let's talk about bad, right? What is wrong with content marketing? Well, what's good for most people is that it is just quite simply the worst way you can possibly get clients. If, you're, if, if your goal is not to you know, just get attention or get validation or get likes or get retweets, your goal is to actually get clients 
then content marketing probably the, 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 the slowest and the worst strategy that you can possibly use. And one of those reasons is because people think that content marketing has to showcase everything they know and give people what you like to call band-aids, mm -hmm. where you're giving them these solutions and you think, wow, I'm writing this content, I'm giving all them all this valuable information, they're going to see how smart I am and how great I am, and then they're just going to make them want to buy from me. But really, all you're doing is handing out band-aids to them. They're saying, great, thank you so much for this free stuff, I'll go try this. They never convert to a client. You, you're not getting clients and they're not getting the solution. That's right. So if you're afraid to make the offer, what you have to understand is that your clients, your potential clients want you to make the offer. Mm -hmm. People don't want to read another blog post. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to, um, you know, they don't even want to read another book. What they really want deep down is something that's going to really solve their problem. And you can't enroll them into something that's going to solve their problem unless you're comfortable making an offer. Yeah. And writing a blog post that invites people to opt in for your free PDF is not an offer. No. <laughs> that's an offer to, to get something for free. But what yeah, I mean, that's, that's offer, an offer for more content. Yeah, put them in a situation where they can actually buy something from you that can that can they can move them forward. Right. And so content marketing is the worst way to do that. And so the and, and the reason why is because first of all, there's so many blogs out there. What are hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions of blogs? Just hundreds. I mean, there's hundreds of millions of people posting to YouTube. And so the odds are that even if your is good, that you're gonna be one of the chosen few that just break through and just somehow build a following is very, 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 very small. Yeah. Well, and we're, so, we're becoming more and more distracted audience. Like we hear this all the time, right? Like people are becoming more and more distracted. The more intertwined they get with technology, the more distracted they are, the shorter their attention span is. And so they're getting the, it's like, it's like an oxymoron, right? Like we're in bombarding people with information. Meanwhile, people are wanting to consume information less and less. Like they're just more and more distracted. And so it seems counterintuitive to to do something like that where you're giving people more of what they don't really want like how many of us the last time we were really excited that someone put out a new blog post like oh i can't wait to go read that blog post like it's just not something that's part of our daily habits and so therefore if it happens to catch our attention we might glance at it and look at it but we're not looking for that we're not out there or wanting more of that and then we get bombarded with every single day and, and, and that's part of the problem is you got emails, you got text messages, you got instant messages, you got Twitter, you got Instagram, you got Facebook, you got Reddit, you got YouTube, you're like, you know, all this content coming Snapchat. at you, Snapchat, right. All this content that's just, just, just firing, being fired at you from all over the place. And so most of us are starting to realize that, that what we need to do is to limit the content we're exposing ourselves to and to focus on stuff that can really fix our problems and really give us a solution. And so if you're, creating content for the sake of creating content, you're, you're repelling the clients that you most want to be working with. And you're actually attracting the people that are just looking for free stuff and just more right. stuff to hold their attention. Yep. Because the people who really want to solve their problem are out there looking for someone to solve their problem. They're not looking for another blog post to read about their problem. They want it fixed. Right. They want it fixed and they want it fixed once and for all. And so if you have something that can do that, and that's part of what we help our clients develop. If you have something that can do that, then you should be putting it in front of them in an aggressive way. And I don't mean like a pushy sort of over the top way. You should do it in a way that adds value. But what I'm saying is you don't need to spend six months or a year trying to build an audience and trying to dazzle people with content before you finally offer them something that can fix their problem. Offer them something that if you have something that can help them, offer it to them right out of the gate. And so the moral of, of the story of what we're talking about here is that you need to have a sales process that works. And if you have good content, yeah, that good content can feed right into that sales process. But 
you actually probably will be better off just developing that good sales process and driving traffic straight into it. Yeah. I, another one of the misconceptions is people think like, oh, if I go get featured on a bunch of magazines or on a bunch of podcasts that, you know, that will help me get more clients as well. And, and so that's one of the other things that we tell people is like, there's really no reason to do a podcast interview or get interview, you know, do a magazine article interview from like Business Insider. If you don't have somewhere to send that attention, if you're getting the attention on a podcast or attention through a magazine, you still need to have some way to funnel them into a sales process or it's the exact same thing. You're just generating content for someone else on their podcast or on their magazine, and it's not serving you in any way or your audience. That's correct. Yeah. So I hope you guys understand that because content marketing can be something that, that, that works to a certain degree, where if you're getting that attention and you're creating great content and you're leading people into a sales process, yes, that strategy can work. But we think it's a lot more effective to just drive traffic right into that effective sales process. That's how we work. And that's how we've built our business to the level that we're at now. And it's so much faster than if you had to figure out what you're going to blog about, you know, grind out articles every day, create a website, set it up, put a WordPress theme on it, you know, try to get some attention, try to do SEO, try to do all these things. Those are the kinds of strategies that, that just take forever to implement and they rob you of your energy and they rob you of your income because all the time that you're doing that work, you don't have anything coming in. And yep. so that brings us to the ugly side of content marketing, which is the fact that it basically can take over your whole life without giving you very much back. Yeah, it's very time consuming. You know, you've got to number one, sit down and decide, well, what am I going to write about? And then you have to sit down and write it and then you have to edit it and then you have to post it and then you have to get people to share it and do all these SEO things for it. And, and so there's a ton of work that goes into creating a content marketing piece. And most people that I talk to, uh, it's funny because they describe it as like this black cloud that they feel like is following them around. Like, I feel like I have this black cloud following me around where I feel this guilt or this pressure. Like I should be writing something. I should be putting something out. I should be creating something. But then deep inside, they're like, I don't want to do that. I don't know what to write about. I don't know what to talk about. And so there's like this battle where there's like this outside pressure from like the online marketing world that I have to do this to be successful. But at the same time, I don't really want to do it. And so it becomes very ugly, very quickly when you have to spend all this time doing something that you don't really want to do. And it becomes a major time and energy suck. And you're hunched over your keyboard and you're grinding out these posts or God forbid you're like in some crowded Starbucks someplace because you don't have a place where you can work at home and you're just like surrounded by people and you're slamming coffee. And meanwhile, your wife or your husband is sitting there going like, what is Russ doing all day? What is Adrian <laughs> doing all day? Like, when is this going to pay off? Or you're, you're sitting there playing with your computer all day and we need to put food on the table. And meanwhile, you're not, you're so, so, so there you go. You're not hitting your income goals. You're not hitting your freedom and lifestyle goals because you don't have any freedom. If you're not sitting there blogging, it's like you don't, you're stuck. And then you're not making an impact either because while you might be building an audience, you're not making an impact. You're having people read your stuff, but you're not making a difference. You're not helping them change their lives. And that's why content marketing is just not the right strategy for like probably 99% of people. Once your business is underway, once you're successful, once things are humming along and you have a sales process that really crushes it, then it makes sense to do a little bit of content marketing just like we're doing now to maybe right. get some additional eyeballs on your stuff and to create a relationship with new people. But the backbone of our business and the backbone of your business should probably be running advertising and driving those ads into a sales process that works. Mm -hmm. So our strong recommendation to clients on demand is that you should look 
at content marketing as something that you should do when everything else is already working. But right, you want to kind of just kick it up a notch. Yeah, because the ugly truth is that it's inconsistent and unreliable content marketing is. Like you have no control over how many leads you're going to get that day. You're going to write a blog post and you're going to send it out and you're going to hope and pray that some people respond to it. You have no control over the results that it gives for you. And that's what's so scary about it when you're using it as your primary source for generating leads is that it's extremely inconsistent and unreliable. So if you're going to do it, like you said, do it on the back end of a process you have that's reliable. And then it's just kind of the cherry on top, right? Like it's just an extra added bonus, but it doesn't become the number one source that you're trying to rely on to bring new clients. Yeah, you guys, if you want to have a business that gives you security, right, which is what we want for all of you, you know, a business where you can pretty much count on making more money than you did next month than you did this month, or at least making the same or ballpark the same. If you're going to do that, you need consistency and you need a sales process that works and you need consistent lead flow and content marketing just really can't give that to you because you're going to write a blog post and either people are going to be into it or they're not, or you're going to write an article and either it's going to catch fire or it's not. But if you're relying on paid advertising instead, then you know damn well, like with clockwork predictability, you know, for every $80 I spend, I have a phone call with a potential client. Or for every $100 I spend, I have a phone call with a potential client. And when you have those kinds of numbers, then you can be really, really systematic and, and deliberate about the way that you grow your business because you understand that you're going to be getting a return on investment for the money that you invest in advertising and marketing and everything else. And that's really the only way to properly run a business. Yeah. And I want to point out that there are a couple people out there that have successfully grown a business through content marketing. But I want you to think about who those people are and think about the level of content they put out on a daily basis, whether it's videos, tweets, posts, blogs, interviews. I mean, there's so much content that they put out. And what you don't see is the amount of effort and time that went into just creating that final piece that they put out, right? Like mm -hmm. that final video, that final blog post, that final whatever it is. You didn't see all of the time and energy that went in behind it. And if you think about anybody that you know, and again, like I said, there's only a couple of them that have actually grown a business through content marketing. They are generating and churning out so much content that most people, 99.9% .9 of people just cannot keep up with that amount while they're trying and hoping and praying to build that audience to get sales in. And so it's very easy to look at a couple people and say, well, they're doing it successfully. They've got this all figured out. But if you really sat down and looked at what they produced, you would realize the hundreds of hours that are going into creating all of that. And if you have a system where you can just run some ads into you know, a presentation and get people on the phone, you would, you would spend a fraction of the amount of time and generate, you know, income quicker and actually be working with people and making a difference faster. Yeah. When you're doing the content marketing, you might get the traffic and you might not. Right. And, but you, but you're doing the work either way. Yeah. But when you're paying for traffic, you're definitely getting that traffic. You know, right. Facebook is charging you per click. You don't pay until you get the click, unless you get the click. And so now, you know, What's what would be a better use of my time for me to spend three hours writing this incredible article and, and putting it up where I can and crossing my fingers and hoping people see it or to invest, you know, to, to take the time and build a sales process that works so that, you know, that anytime you want to, you can spend $40, $50, $100, whatever it is, and drive that traffic into your sales funnel and get clients on the other on the other side. Yeah.
It's just much more reliable when you can have control over the amount of effort and the result, the results that come from it. And, and the truth is, is that content marketing is just not a reliable way to do that. No, because Adrian, I mean, could we make intelligent business decisions if we had no idea how much money we were going to make from month to month? No, <laughs> no, we could right. We couldn't. We yeah. couldn't plan events. We couldn't have a mastermind where we go to, you know, like Hawaii and and all these other great places that we go to. We couldn't hire people because it's like, okay, well, we're going to hire this person, but oh man, are we going to be able to pay this person next month? I don't know. Yeah. So you've got to have predictability in your business. Your business should run like clockwork, where you're getting the leads you want, you're enrolling those people into your best stuff, and then you're delivering what they pay for in a way that just blows them away and surpasses their expectations in every way. And if you have that, then you have a business. If you don't have that, then you really don't. No. I mean, if you look at every successful business that's out there, the, the reason that they're successful isn't because they had inconsistent months and were just waiting around for something to happen. And the, the, the successful businesses of any kind in any industry, they, they grew because they had a direct way to reach people that they had control over and that they had a process to convert those people to clients. And, and without that, you don't have a business. That's right. So guys, look, if that's what you want and you want to see if we can help you begin to create that, then we'd love to talk to you. So I want to invite you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash talk and book a call to speak with us. We can talk about all the strategies that you've been doing and you know whether you've been doing content marketing or email marketing, or maybe you've dabbled in paid traffic, but you haven't really been able to make it work. And I can promise you that we can find ways for you to get the outcomes that you want much, much simpler than what you're doing now. You're probably wasting a lot of energy. You're probably wasting a lot of effort, you know, and, and you're working hard. But if it's not bearing fruit, if it's not giving you what you want, then something probably has to change about the approach that you're using. And what we want to do is get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we can try to identify what that is. What are you doing that you shouldn't be doing that you can stop? And maybe what should you start doing? And, and how can you shift things around in your business to create leverage so that you're getting clients consistently and predictably at the price that you want. So we're going to put our heads together and we'll work with you to figure out how you can make that happen. And if we can help, great. If not, we will tell you. But either way, that 45-minute call will be the best 45 minutes you've ever spent working on your business. And you're going to get more clarity from that call than you've had in a really long time. So head on over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book a call to speak to us. By the way, guys, if you're watching this on Facebook and you would love to get this on iTunes so that you can listen to it in the car, you can listen to it in your while you're working out and all those things, we have a podcast, the Clients On Demand podcast. So go ahead and search for that inside iTunes. And if you're listening to us on iTunes and you want to see us do this stuff live and participate in the discussion, then come to our free Facebook group, The Art of High Ticket Selling. Just go in there on Facebook and search for that and you'll find us and you can watch us do these live and participate in the discussion. All right, guys, go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. We look forward to hearing from you and we'll catch you guys on the next show. Thanks a lot, Adrian. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. 
Now we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.